Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mana Ministry. We're excited to have you here once again for another of our episodes in our current series on mental health entitled Truth Prescriptions. My name is Crisella Lassaran. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And joining along with me is... Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Katie Elson. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Thank you for joining us. So just a quick disclaimer, just to remind you that the intent of the series is not to substitute any treatment. Rather, we are utilizing the Bible as a spiritual guide on how to enhance your mental health. Yes. And we just also want to remind you that if you're in an emergency or crisis, you can call 911 or the number on the screen, 1-800-273-TALK. Or if you're outside the United States, your local emergency line as well. Yes. So thank you for joining us. So our title for today's episode is pretty self-explanatory, thankful, but we're emphasizing the full. And we'll talk a little bit about that in our episode, but we are grateful. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that we have this platform in which we're able to have these episodes. I'm grateful for you that you've been viewing our episodes, or maybe just today's episode, there's a reason why God sent you to this particular episode. And so thank you so much for subscribing and following and sharing our episodes. The ultimate glory is for God, and for all of us to grow in our mental health. So Katie, do you want to share just a brief introduction? Or should we go into our previous episode, just to discuss how everything is lining up? Well, I'll just say today is Thanksgiving. So what more appropriate topic than to talk about gratitude? And I don't want to say anymore because we have so much to cover and I'd rather just kind of jump into it after we cover um, a brief review of our last episode, as well as our truth prescription homework from last episode. So um, last episode, we were in part two of the roller coaster of emotions. So basically we covered the cycle of emotions and how um, we could either identify our maladaptive cycle where we often suppress our emotions and that can lead to explosion um, as well as somatization, or we can start engaging in healthy expression of our emotions, acknowledging our emotions and then expressing our emotions. And so our truth prescription was to start that healthy cycle, essentially, right? Yourself. Uh, begin identifying your emotions and labeling them, right? Okay, I am feeling sad. And then start asking yourself, what is this emotion communicating and motivating me to do? And then utilize the exact emotion cycle that we presented to ensure that you're expressing and not suppressing your emotions. And so if you're not quite sure what we're talking about, we encourage you to watch both prior episodes, part one and part two on emotions. Yes, thank you, Katie, for that brief review. And just to add on to it in connection to our current episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about more about acknowledgement and expression. It's amazing how you can apply the cycle of emotion discussed in the roller coaster emotions episodes in many different areas of your life. Yes, areas. And many people, you know, we're in a sub-series of emotions. We've covered behaviors, we've covered thoughts, and now we're covering emotions. And some people might be thinking, well, one, we're talking about gratitude because it's Thanksgiving, but we're also Mm -hmm. talking about it because it's an emotion. But gratitude is more than just an emotion. And we'll talk about that today. 
Um, and so I'm excited for today's episode. And is there anything else regarding our truth prescription before we jump into gratitude? No, I don't think so. All right. So, Crystal, where should we begin? Should we begin with first defining what it is? And some people might be thinking, oh, well, I know what gratitude is. I don't need to hear a definition. Well, definitely. I think it's important just for us to lay the foundation to have an understanding of what is really, truly gratitude. What does it mean to have a grateful heart, right? And so I know, Katie, that you want to share a little bit about the Latin words of where gratitude comes from. Yeah, so it's always it's always helpful to kind of go back to the original meaning. And so we know that the word gratitude comes from two words, mm-hmm. uh, gratia, which means favor, and gratus, which means pleasing. So it's kind of a combination of the two. Now, Dr. Robert Emmons, um, he is one of the leading researchers. He's a psychologist on gratitude. And it's so fascinating when you read about his studies, as well as he has a book called Thanks, where he says, and I'll be quoting him, um, gratitude has been conceptualized as an emotion, as a virtue, as a moral sentiment, a motive, a coping response, a skill, and an attitude. It is all of these and more, right? So we notice it's not just an emotion. I don't just feel grateful. And that's why he's, he's basically saying, if you look at the research, if you look at all of how people view gratitude, it's all of these things. You can't, it's so complex that you can't capture it in just an emotion. And just to add on to that, I know that a particular, you know, some of my patients will say, well, thank you doesn't really do much for me. I say, thank you. And then it's thank you. Right. Okay. I acknowledge that I have something to be thankful for, but that's the difference, right? It's not just about being thankful. There's so much more to the experience of gratitude that goes beyond just the expression of saying, thank you. Yeah. So you're saying, um, it's not just a feeling, right. A feeling grateful. It's not just an expression of saying, thank you. It's something more. And we'll talk about that right now, actually. So um, when I was reading uh, Dr. Emmons' book on gratefulness or gratitude, um, he captures kind of the different elements of what gratitude is in a French saying, where the French saying is, I am grateful, but it allows there's deeper understanding and meaning in the French phrase. Now, I don't know French, Purcell doesn't know French. Mm-mm. Do you want to try to say it yourself or should I try? You try, Katie. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> something along the lines of Jésus reconnaissant. So it means I am grateful, but specifically when they break down that phrase, they recognize that there's three main components. So what are these three main components within that phrase? So the first is just having an acknowledgement and saying, I acknowledge. Then secondly is I recognize. And then thirdly, I appreciate. And so you might be wondering, well, what does that really mean? What are the differences between each of those? Right? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's, let's focus on the first one. I acknowledge. What does this have to do with gratitude? What is, what am I acknowledging? You're acknowledging that there's good things to be grateful for, that there's gifts around you, that there are benefits around you, that there's good in life, 
Okay. So basically just identifying the goodness. Mm -hmm. And this isn't to say, this isn't to dismiss that there are burdens in life, that there are struggles in life, but you acknowledge that, but at the same time, you're able to acknowledge that there's positive, that there's something good to look forward to as well. Yes. And I love that, Chriselle, because often with mental illness, we tend to hyper-focus on the negative, but really gratitude is saying, I'm going to look at the whole picture, my whole life. And really, if you look at the entirety of your life, and I, I tell this to my clients, if you really are honest with yourself, there are so many more things to be grateful for than to focus on the negative. And I'm not, I'm not being biased, even for somebody who has a very, very difficult life. Mm there are still more things to be grateful for, right? Breath itself, right? Mm -hmm. Being alive, you know, and I had a client who said they were in the hospital, my 10 toes, because they knew somebody who had lost their toes, something as simple as your 10 toes. And I think Katie, that demonstrates the point that we have choice in life. Yes. We don't have to think in a negative way. We don't have to not be grateful. We can choose to be grateful. So here's a quote by Alfred, um, no, Rashid Ogunlaru. I think I pronounced that correctly. says in life, one has a choice to take one of two paths to wait for some special day or to celebrate each special day. And so I think it's important to recognize that you have choice. Yes. And I I also like this quote by Michael um, Josephson. It says the world has enough beautiful mountains and meadows, spectacular skies, serene lakes, as enough of lush forests, flowered fields, sandy beaches, as plenty of stars and the promise of a new sunrise and sunset every day. And I would add to that saying, you know, uh, smiles from individuals and kids' laughter and right things also not just related to nature. He says, but what the world needs more of is people to appreciate it and enjoy it. And so the first component of gratitude is to start acknowledging, right? Seeing, right? Changing your perception of focusing on the negative to recognizing the, the blessings and things that you're grateful for in your life. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's increasing your awareness because it's yes. around you, but are you aware of it? Yes. So that's the first component, acknowledgement. Now, the second component is recognition. Now, so it's, I acknowledge that there's goodness, but recognition is the second step of then figuring out where that goodness comes from, the source of that goodness, mm-hmm. and recognizing that that source is outside of ourselves, which I love. We're often very self-centered. The gratitude, do you notice that the first step is taking your eyes away from the negative? And then the second step is taking your eyes away from yourself. It's looking outwardly to the source of that goodness. I like where it says here that it involves a humble dependence on others. So it's not completely to say that you may not have contributed, but at the same time, it's acknowledging and being humble on the dependence of others and contributing to the benefits and the goodness in your life. Yes. And I I realize that when I say the source, it automatically sounds like we're talking about God, but Mm -hmm. the source could be many different things. It could be individuals, people that, you know, family, friends, strangers, doctors, nurses, God himself. Yes. 
What are other sources, Kersel, that we can recognize? Your children. I, I probably speak from a place of being a parent. My child, sometimes she does things and I'm like, wow, she just taught me a lesson or she just made me realize that this is very important, that this is something good in my life. So even yeah. children themselves. Yes. Strangers, individuals that you see at a grocery store, right? I think it's important like to ask yourself in terms of identifying a source who has helped me achieve having goodness in my life. And that could be many individuals. Yeah. Now there's a verse that um, I want to read second uh, Corinthians nine, 10 to 11. So two verses, it talks about um, the source um, that we can also be grateful towards. It says now he who supplies seed to the sower, and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. So you can be grateful in all things. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And so we can see, we could just, one, we could ignore, not even acknowledge the blessing of a harvest. And the harvest for you might be different, right? It might be, oh, I can acknowledge that I have a good career, right? That's my harvest. It could be the harvest of our good friends. And so it's, yes, the acknowledgement, but it's saying that the acknowledgement then draws you to look at the source of those blessings. And that leads to, as it says, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. That he is the source. There's a verse that says, he, he's a father of lights, right? But it says specifically, giver of every good gift and perfect gift. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we have acknowledgement, start counting your blessings, start recognizing, right? The blessings in your life. So acknowledgement, then recognition of the source, whether it's people, children, God. Then what's the third main component, Crisal? The main component is the appreciation. So you may have the acknowledgement. You may have then, you know, an element of um, recognition. But then the question is, what does that lead you to do? Right? Is it really fully living out gratitude if it doesn't lead you into doing something? Mm -hmm. And so, yes. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, you brought this up in our prior conversation, Chriselle, about um, conceptualizing this from a triangle perspective. We keep on emphasizing that three main components of who we are, are our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. So how do we see this, um, you know, with the acknowledgement, recognition, and appreciation? It's, it's just acknowledging that, well, I'm using the word acknowledgement to express acknowledgement. Anyways. Um, is that there is the thoughts can lead into being the acknowledgement, the recognition would be the emotional part, and then the appreciation would be the behavioral component. And so that is, yes, the CBT triad, the interactive role of all of those three that then lead into the expression of gratitude. Yes. And I love this quote um, by Henry Frederick Emil says thankfulness is the beginning of gratitude. So that's kind of more like the cognitive part or the emotional component, thankfulness. 
Gratitude is the completion of thankfulness. Thankfulness may consist merely of words. Gratitude is shown in acts. So you can't just have acknowledgement and recognition. Oh, yeah. oh, how wonderful. Thank you in my mind to that person. No, if you're truly grateful, that will lead you to expression, right? To then that act of, of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Katie, I think that the power of the expression of gratitude and the importance of it, it leads into connection with individuals. Yes. And so if you're wanting to continue to perpetuate blessings in your life and recognizing the humble dependence on others for those blessings, as you connect more with others, the probability of increasing your blessings goes up. If you see that interactive role. Yes, definitely. Um, Now, I love this analogy. They say that, you know, feeling gratitude without expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Oh, Mm -hmm. I just love that. I want to say it again, <laughs> feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. We need to acknowledge our blessings, things to be grateful for. We need to recognize the source of those blessings. And then we need to express, thank you, so-and-so. Thank you, God. Thank you, even to your child, right? And expressing that then connects us both horizontally with one another and vertically with God. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like positive reinforcement. It also helps the others, not just yourself. Yes, exactly. So let's jump into that, Chriselle. What are the benefits of gratitude? Well, there are many. So let's break it down into the different categories, right? Because we have here a list of physical, psychological, social, and spiritual benefits. And so I think one that is very important to acknowledge is it, gives you stronger immune system. And so when we are practicing a lifestyle of gratitude, there's less cortisol that is released into our system and cortisol is a stress hormone. And so if you're wanting to increase the benefits of having a health, healthy lifestyle for yourself altogether, practice gratitude. Okay, what did it remind me what is the particular um, hormone that is released when we practice gratitude, it could be oxy oxytocin as well Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that's a connection hormone um Mm -hmm. anything else it's it's related to serotonin our general mood hormone as well um but what i find fascinating chriselle is we're talking about physical benefits like i just want to pause there for a second Mm -hmm. a lot of people would think oh maybe you know gratitude makes you feel better emotionally but there are physical benefits. And we know that, that our minds and our body are connected. Mm-hmm. But one of the studies that I appreciate, like you would even think about to this extent of its benefits, is that even they looked at athletes. And athletes that were um, expressed higher levels of gratitude, they had stronger athleticism. Um, this is studies from researcher Lung Hung Chen. Um, she found that it not only increases their overall well-being, but then also we'll talk about this in a little bit. Psychologically, they were more grateful. They had um, higher levels of self-esteem and overall higher levels of satisfaction. Um, but also on top of that, not only so that was one study, but other studies also show that people who are more grateful also then it leads them to live healthier lifestyles. So they exercise more, they um, engage in life more. 
And so it's both directly impacting our physical health and then kind of a mediator, right, of then leading to other healthier choices that lead to further um, physical benefits. Mm-hmm. Now we can go on stronger immune system, lower blood pressure, a lot of different physical benefits. Um, but Chriselle, what are some, um, as well as I'll mention this for people who struggle with chronic pain, our perception of pain and our pain tolerance, right? We're able to manage pain better with an attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so those are the physical benefits. Um, talking about psychological benefits, I think this is huge and it makes perfect sense. When we practice gratitude, because our mind is focused on finding and identifying what is positive and good in our life, by naturally what happens is that those toxic emotions and the negativity that can ruminate around us, we don't focus on that. And so naturally what will happen as a consequence, you'll start to have higher levels of positive emotions. Mm-hmm. So I love how that just work, all works out by itself. Yeah. Practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the Bible. It's very, very clear that one of the verses that a lot of people quote when they're in distress is Philippians four, six, and seven, which talks about, it starts with a very, it's, it's command, be anxious for nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's very strong. But then it gives you the secret to how you can be anxious for nothing. And it starts with saying with what, Crystal? Prayer and supplication. Prayer and supplication. Right. Which is right. We think about connecting with God, but there's a kind of a caveat. It's not just prayer and supplication. It has to be prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. with a grateful heart. It's not just asking things of God. It's asking and pleading with him, but with a lens of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So how can you be anxious for nothing? We see that there are benefits, psychological benefits from gratitude because we pray and, you know, ask God for things, but with an attitude of gratitude. I, just to add on to that, as you were saying that Bible verse, I was thinking about how it demonstrates the importance of recognizing that gratitude isn't something just internal. It, it, it's, it exudes, it comes out. So prayer, you know, could be something that is between you and God. It could be supplication between you and God, but Thanksgiving then comes out as a result. Yeah. Um, So we see, you know, more positive emotions, more optimism, happiness, joy, pleasure. Um, Now, what I love about the studies conducted, some people would just stop there and it's kind of obvious, right? Oh, of course, if I'm more grateful, I'm happier. But Chriselle, what are the benefits? Like, is it just that they feel grateful in that moment and they're happier in that moment? Or do gratitude exercises lead to longer lasting benefits? They lead to longer lasting benefits, such as having help with post-traumatic growth. Um, And even in the future, they, they say that you will have fewer, possibly research shows here, fewer visits to the doctor because naturally, physically, you're doing better. Psychologically, you're doing better. We haven't gone into the social, but all those components improving, you don't need to visit the doctor as often. Yes. Now, a specific study was conducted where um, they had individuals write gratitude letters to express their gratitude to someone. 
And so that we know that that, that incorporates those three components of acknowledgement, recognition, and appreciation. And what the study found was th they had significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after their exercise ended. So that is a simple letter results in three months of long lasting benefits. That is huge, Chriselle. That is huge. Mm -hmm. It makes me think like, maybe I need to just start asking my clients to write gratitude letters every single session, right? Every, every three months, we'll just have them do a letter. That's true. So it's That's not true. just a fleeting emotion. It's a, we see these psychological benefits that are long lasting, even three months into the future. It says here, Katie, that practicing gratitude on top of receiving psychological counseling will carry in even greater benefits. So even if you're currently seeing a counselor and you add on a gratitude journal, or writing gratitude letters to others, that in itself can carry even more benefits. Mm. Something for us to put aside now, huh, Katie? All patients, homework now, <laughs> gratitude journals. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, and not just gratitude journals, but this one's specific. It's a letter, right? So that's part of the third component, appreciation, making sure that we express that to others. Mm, I really like that part. Now, I like so part you here, it says... Mm -hmm. Really quickly, uh, the, the significance of a gratitude letter is that it shifts your attention away from toxic emotions. So instead of focusing on the resentment or envy or any other like anger towards an individual, it shifts that focus away from those toxic emotions and from you ruminating on your negative experiences. Yes. Now, Crystal, you mentioned um, helps with post-traumatic growth. Now, some of our viewers may not be familiar with that term or terminology. Um, post-traumatic growth, if you post right after traumatic, after a trauma, growth, that we see that often we want to not deal with trauma, right? It's very hurtful, painful, but we see that a lot of people grow psychologically, mentally, emotionally, after a traumatic experience, it's the it's evidence of re, how resilient we are as individuals. Now, we see that with the post-traumatic growth, that what determines a big component, what determines post-traumatic growth is gratitude. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not something that's new. The Bible tells us this in James chapter one, verses two and four. When it talks about counting it all joy when you fall into trials, when you have struggles, when you have difficulties, it's saying if you have an attitude of gratitude, you can count it all joy even when you're in difficult situations. So gratitude is not dependent on your circumstances. It goes above and beyond your circumstances. It says why count it all joy? Because it produces character. It produces post-traumatic growth. And you wouldn't be able to grow in that way without that trauma. So even trauma, even that we could be grateful for. Interesting perspective. Yes. Now, Chriselle, one thing that was also interesting about those letters that they wrote um, was that those who wrote um, letters about gratitude 
their language changed in those letters. It went from a lot of I's to we's. And that tells us that there's another benefit to gratitude, the benefit of social connection. Crystal, how does gratitude, and we've already alluded to it a little bit, how does gratitude lead to social connection? Well, when you're more grateful and you're seeing the positive, the good side of things, you are more probable to forgive. You're more probable to be more outgoing because instead of viewing everything in a negative perspective, that then leading you to distance yourself from others, you seeing positivity, seeing the good around you makes you want to go and join that, right? It makes you want to be more outgoing with those. And so that in the long term improves and enhances your relationships altogether in your life. Yeah. Now they've done specific studies looking at if couples were to write gratitude, to express, not to write, but to express gratitude for their partner, um, they not only felt more positive toward one another, but they also felt more comfortable expressing other concerns, which I thought was really interesting because some people have this, oh, you know, only about positive emotions. But no, this is saying that if you do express gratitude, it's almost as if it, it, it increases the vulnerability in your relationship and you feel more comfortable and safe to then express the more difficult things. So it enhances communication. Yes, I like to, um, I like to say that's kind of like building up or investing in your emotional bank account in your relationship. And so when there is conflict, because there's already been investment in that emotional bank account, you're able to ride through that conflict well. Yes, I love that. That's a great analogy. So we see that there's also social benefits. And I think there's so many social benefits also, Chriselle, because one of the key fundamental cravings of who we are as human beings is to be, well, they say in general, is to be fully known and fully loved. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is to be appreciated, to be valued, to be validated. And gratitude mm-hmm is a part of that. If you YouTube um, short clip or short film on validation, there's this individual where his job is, is to just, you know, look at parking passes, but then he goes above and beyond and he starts validating these people. Oh, you're wonderful. You are this, you're great. And people start coming back more and more and more. (laughs) And that shows the need and the craving, the hunger for appreciation. If we were all more grateful and we express that gratitude for one another, that would heal so many wounds, emotional, mental, psychological wounds that we have, and that would bond us closer to one another. And I would say, Katie, in bonding closer to one another and in connecting with others in a positive way, enhancing our relationships, draws us then also closer to God. So there's the spiritual component that's also a benefit when it comes to having the lifestyle of gratitude. So what are some spiritual benefits, Katie? So, I mean, as you mentioned, Chriselle, it draws us closer to God. Um, A a research study um, measured the brain's response to feelings of gratitude um, with an fMRI scan. And they found that elicited feelings of gratitude um, increased certain activity in the areas of the brain that deal with morality, reward, and judgment. So especially enhancing frontal lobe function. Now that's really interesting because, you know, we know that the frontal lobe is responsible for 
um, you know, making decisions, but not just any types of decisions, especially moral decisions. And that's where we connect with God the most. And so there's also, th- this research study shows that it's not just a, oh, I'm being thankful to God, um, like anecdotal research. It's actual research shows that there are brain changes. And that's wonderful. Even um, now, this is a general comment, but when they look at individuals who are grateful versus not, their brain structures, they're different, right? Because you're rewiring your brain to constantly see those blessings. But again, going back to the spiritual benefits is that gratitude has an actual brain change Mm -hmm. in the frontal lobe where we connect with God most. So if you're struggling with your relationship with God, you're struggling with knowing who he is, if you feel like giving up your faith, or maybe you don't have any faith or belief in him, but you're like, I want to maybe give him a try. Start by engaging in gratitude, the three components. Start recognizing your blessings. Oh man, I'm so grateful for today. Then acknowledge that it comes from him and even others. And then right, we see that the third one is start to express it. There's a verse that says in Psalms 95 two, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. If we are more thankful and grateful continuously, then that will increase and enhance our relationship with God. So I don't know about you, Katie, but I'm pretty convinced. I'm pretty convinced that I would love to benefit from these physical, social, psychological, and even then to enhance my relationship with God. Like, I think that's wonderful. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I, I got to finish this episode and send a couple of texts to some, some individuals to just let them know that I am truly grateful for them. I think sometimes we keep that in our hearts, but we don't go into that last component, which is demonstrating that appreciation through expression. Yes. And now one biblical story, we don't have time to get into it, but I just want to highlight it. It's found in Luke chapter 17. It's the healing of 10 lepers. And this is a really profound miracle uh, because it shows the power of gratitude. So just a quick kind of summary, there are 10 lepers and they all get healed of their leprosy. They go to the priest and it says, as they went, they were healed. But one comes back. And why does he come back, Kersel? To give thanks. To give thanks. He comes back to say, thank you, Jesus. Now, there's an interesting phrase there. It says that as a result of it, it says that he received disozo healing, which means complete healing. Yes, all 10 were physically healed. But the shame of leprosy because they were unclean and and it says that they were far off that means that they were you know segregated and isolated from society those other emotional wounds that they had were not healed only the one because he engaged in gratitude and so that's kind of an appetizer for our viewers to go and read that story and meditate on the power of gratitude it can lead to complete healing not just so if you want the physical, the social, the psychological and spiritual benefits, engage in gratitude. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, what are the ways that I can engage in gratitude? I think 
we can just reemphasize having a gratitude journal. Yes. Um, other ways to cultivate gratitude is even to sing, right? Yes. That's why a lot of us in church services, we sing in way of worshiping and thanking God for his blessings and his presence in our life. You can have a gratitude jar. I know for myself, um, with my daughter. Now what I've been practicing is asking her during our activity time. Now, what are you thankful for today? And she says her bed, she says the grass, she says the sun, but even practicing minimal, because that's really minimal, because it's pretty powerful gratitude in that aspect. If you have a moment, just sitting down, just take a moment and say, hmm, what am I grateful for in this moment? And yes. practice that as well. What else, Katie, would you say are ways to cultivate gratitude? So we can think about kind of the ones that are typical, which we mentioned kind of prayer, right? Thanksgiving to God, um, singing and praise. Uh, we can also think about gratitude journals. Um, we mentioned the gratitude letter. Um, it could even be small thank you notes. We don't really do that anymore. If you think about society over time has become less and less grateful. Uh, before, people used to do thank you notes all the time, right? Now we just send like a... Uh, thank you emails, or even after weddings, it's now even more strange to not receive thank you notes. Um, but thank you notes, and that could even be thank you post-it notes for a colleague at work or somebody, you know, maybe you, you are married and just put a post-it note saying, you know, honey, I'm so grateful for you. And the key though, is in all of these ways of cultivating gratitude, be as specific as possible. Because often we go, Thank you, Lord, for my family. That doesn't really grow our gratitude muscle. But if well, I'm, go ahead. I would say it doesn't grow the gratitude muscle because of the fact that you're not necessarily taking the time mm -hmm. to do the first step, which is acknowledgement. Acknowledge what? What are you acknowledging specifically about what you're grateful for? Yes. So it's not just trying to be grateful. It's being intentional about yes. being grateful. And so I say, what am I grateful for today? It's not just about family, but, oh, my sister's laugh. Oh, her laugh cracks me up today when she was laughing. We couldn't stop laughing. I'm grateful for that. So being Thank specific. Thank you. <laughs> um, being specific. So thank you notes, gratitude letters. Um, there's also gratitude visits. What's a gratitude visit yourself? As when you go to see someone and to spend time with them, you know, it makes me think of the languages of love. You could utilize any language of love and express gratitude through them, either through a gift, um, spending quality time, visiting someone. Um, words of affirmation are also ways of expression of gratitude. You could be creative regardless of your language of love. Mm -hmm. But we notice that it's not just visiting. It's not just hanging out with a person. It's being intentional about expressing. So let me give you an example. Um, a type of exercise, whether it's a gratitude letter or a gratitude visit, might say, okay, I want to think about somebody who has really brought a lot of goodness into my life. Maybe it's, I can think about a teacher. I used to, Chriselle, you know this, um, I love writing letters or poems or cards. Uh, my parents know this. That's one of the ways that I like to express. And so sitting down, and I remember even being a young kid, sitting down and writing down why I'm grateful for that teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're, you, what you taught me, your kindness, whatever the reason, but be intentional about reflecting on what you're grateful for and then expressing those ex exact qualities or things that you're grateful for to that person. And I can guarantee you 
that is going to be so rewarding both for you and for the person that will receive. So even in thanksgiving to God, don't just say, I'm thankful for you, God. Be specific about the ways that you're thankful. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. um, you know, we've t- alluded to this, Chriselle, um, that we could do all these different acts, right? It's We could cultivate this gratitude. But as we started off our talk, we mentioned that it's not just an emotion not just you know an attitude it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's choosing that lifestyle john f kennedy says as we express our gratitude we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words but to live by them how can i live a life of gratitude how can i be thankful right full of gratefulness full of gratitude full of thankfulness. I think Katie, um, just to apply, you know, something that may resonate is the fact that if we want to improve our physical health, we're not going to exercise once a year. It has to be part of a regiment. It's the same thing with gratitude. If you're really wanting to create a lifestyle of it, it's to become even part of your identity of who you are a habit. It's just natural. I desire to do it. I want to do it. It's just who I am. Yes. And the Bible illustrates that perfectly in first Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 rejoice sometimes. No rejoice. Always pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Gratitude is not dependent in all circumstances. And I love this. It says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If you think about the will of God being the 10 commandments, right? Or rules. God is telling us that his will is for us to be grateful beings, to live lifestyles full of gratitude. And there's another verse that in Colossians 2, 7, that says abounding in thankfulness, abounding in thanksgiving, meaning you're overflowing. So not only are you to be grateful at all times, you're supposed to be overflowing. It's like that cup where it runs over and you're trying not to spill on people. You're going to spill if you're a grateful person. It's contagious. And so, Chriselle, what would be, if someone were to say, I want that, I see the benefits of gratitude, I, I can feel the, the energy right now in this, uh, in this episode, I want that for myself. I want a lifestyle. I want to be full of thanks. What would you say to that person, Chriselle? I would say make it intentional and start today. Don't yes. postpone it for tomorrow. Start today. And if you struggle with identifying things that are positive in your life, because I know some of my patients have, check in with others, ask them, what are things that you're grateful for? Or ask them, are there any things in my life that you think I should be grateful for? Well, I, I would be grateful for this. I'd be, I know sometimes it's hard for us to see when we've had our eyes covered for so many years on focusing and discounting the positives, which is a cognitive distortion that we've talked about before, or having a mental filter, Right. And so start today, pray also that God opens your eyes to see it. And I think for me and my own personal lot, Katie, the biggest blessing has been in regards to the biblical verse in first Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances, really practice that. Because when there are moments in your life that you feel like, what is there to be grateful for? And you feel an emotion of a high, a whole bunch of negative emotions, all of a sudden 
your eyes open and you say, you know what? I am blessed because of this. Mm-hmm. And your emotional experience begins to change that then leads you to behave in a different way. And so that was a lot to answer your question, but those are just some suggestions. Yes. I love that. Chris. I'll start now, start today and grow that muscle. It's not like you will wake up tomorrow with a, all of a sudden, you know, a grateful lifestyle. It takes effort. It takes intentionality. And so wake up in the morning, start with gratitude throughout the day. Be intentional. How can I be grateful for things? Pray that God can help you identify those things. At, in the evening, do your gratitude journal, right? You know, during if it's someone's birthday, how can I express gratitude? If it's maybe not their birthday, how can I express gratitude, right? But being intentional and starting today and growing that muscle to the point where it becomes a new habit and a new way of living that you are full of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. So, Crystal, let's have a word of prayer. Um, and then we will um, do our truth prescription so that people can start implementing gratitude in their lives. Do you mind praying for us? Of course, of course. Dear God in heaven, Lord, we just want to take this moment to ask, Lord, that you fill our hearts with appreciation, with acknowledgement and recognition, Lord, of the goodness that's all around us. We know that the goodness is there, Lord, because your presence is still here with us, Lord. Help us to open our eyes to see the good around us and also, Lord, to be used by you to bring good to others, to give others reasons to be grateful, Lord. Um, Thank you for being a God who consistently, consistently, Lord, sends blessings our way and forgive us for the moments that we have taken them for granted, that we have not um, given you the glory, Lord, for these blessings. Thank you for all you do for us. And we love you so very much. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, Chriselle. So what is our truth prescription for today? Let's see here. Let me pull it up. Oops. I know it involves those steps. And the very first one is acknowledgement. So, even so before here we have our new up, application. Yes. So number one is acknowledge, acknowledge. So how do you do that? You can list at least, go if there are more, go for more, at least three things a day that you are grateful for. And it says a day, because remember, if we're wanting this to be a lifestyle, you got to practice this daily for it to become a habit. Number two, upon acknowledgement, there's recognition, identify and not just identify, but reflect on both the source of your blessings and the source's intentions. And number three, appreciation, right? What is all of this going to lead you to? Express your gratitude to the source and to others around you. Yes. All right. Well, you have your truth prescription. And as always, don't forget to uh, subscribe and to share with a friend, um, both on our YouTube and Instagram. And Chriselle, what do we always like to have our send off? Don't forget your daily dosage of the truth because if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.